Hello everyone, this is Jenna Conley, a senior psychology major, and joining me today is Kobe Macias. Would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah. Uh, hi everyone, my name is Kobe Macias, and I am a senior applied health science major. Thanks for helping out with this podcast today, Kobe. So tell me, do you believe in ghosts? Um, no, not really. Well, I have a story for you. Okay. The year is 1552, and a French surgeon by the name of Ambrose Paré has noticed that the wounded soldiers he's treating are experiencing an abnormal phenomenon. They're being haunted by missing limbs. So this is the first record we have of a syndrome now called phantom limb syndrome. This syndrome will affect approximately 64 to 80% of people with amputations, and individuals with PLP report feelings of burning, itching, muscle contraction, pins and needles, and other sensations in their missing extremity. Despite it being a known phenomenon since the 1500s, there is still difficulty in understanding how exactly the syndrome works. Um, recent media exemplifies the confusion that <laughs> many feel in understanding how someone can feel anything in a limb that is not there. Perhaps you know what I'm talking about. It was a pretty popular video that went around recently. Um, do you mean that vine that was like, if you cut your leg off, but it hurt? Yeah, exactly. So for those of you that may not be familiar, the video is of a man asking, if you cut your leg off, would it hurt? And then he, while acting as another person, says, of course it would hurt. And then he asks, but how? Like, where does it hurt? How are you going to feel la- feel pain in your leg when your leg is gone? Um, this was just a bit used for Vine, but it exemplifies a question that scientists have been asking since the 1500s. Um, and that they have struggled to understand since then. It's actually a pretty complex issue, and even after doing days' worth of research about the topic, I only have a vague idea about what actually causes the pain. But I will share a few theories about how PLP, or phantom limb pain, works, since I haven't been able to find a complete, widely accepted answer. So theory one um, emphasizes phantom limb pain as a result of tangled and damaged neurons. Theory two says that phantom limb pain is a result of psychology. And theory three says that PLP is neurological in origin. So it was found that each theory had support from different studies and experiments involving amputees. That's part of the reason why it's so hard to understand is because none of these theories have or lack any support. They're all supported by different experiments. But um, for example, those that believe PLP is physiological in origin explain that it is the way damaged neurons tangle as a result of the amputee's surgery that results in lasting sensations. So they're saying whenever um, the doctors are trying to patch up or sew up the extremity that's been removed, that some of the neurons get tangled in that um, process, and that's what causes the sensations. Hmm. Furthermore, Individuals that stress the psychological causes of POP use notable experiments such as Vase et al.'s to support their argument. And in this experiment, the phenomenon of pain catastrophizing was found to explain 35% of the variability of PLP. Um, On the other hand, though, some other evidence supports the notion that phantom limb pain is a result of the organization of the brain and includes MRI scans that show massive reorganization after amputation of a limb. And proponents of this theory that PLP is a result of neurology argue that it is a maladaption in the reorganization that actually causes the pain and explains that this is why not all amputees will develop PLP 
um, they would say that those that don't develop POP must not have had those maladaptions occur. Wow, <clears throat> that sounds pretty complex. I couldn't imagine living my life feeling pain or sensation and not being able to do anything about it. Actually, there are some things that individuals with POP can do to reduce their symptoms. Um, different methods work for different people, so I can briefly talk about a few that have a pretty good success rate. So spinal cord stimulation is one of the older methods used to treat PLP, and it involves placing electrodes between the dura mater and another layer of the meninges. And one of the first notable experiments involving this method took place um, in 1975, so it's a pretty old method. In this experiment, the experimenter placed elect electrodes subdurally on six patients, and the results of this experiment were highly encouraging for the patients involved. Um, all six patients were observed by an outside source to have had a good outcome of pain reduction, with four of them experiencing excellent outcomes. Um, but because further experimentation in the same area didn't have as good results, they did move on to create and test different methods. So an alternative treatment method for POP is mirror therapy. This one's really interesting, and it involves using a strategically placed mirror to allow an amputee participant to look at their existing limb in a way that makes it appear as though it is actually the extremity that is missing. And for the best results, participants will remove any jewelry and cover any tattoos or birthmarks, et cetera, that were not on their original extremity. They then engage in different muscle movements of their limb while looking in the mirror. And the idea is to trick the brain into thinking that the limb is still there. Um, many people experiencing PLP explain the sensations they feel as if a muscle is clenched and they cannot unclench it. So the idea behind mirror therapy is that being able to see the limb unclench and unclench will trick their brain into perceiving the missing extremity as doing this, meaning that the sensation should reduce or go away completely. Um, as one would imagine, this type of therapy does not work for all patients. Uh, those that are not capable of quote unquote, playing along with the mirror therapy are not likely to experience pain reduction. Um, as with spinal cord stimulation techniques, researchers believe that a better method of treating PLP must be found. We've had some pretty great technological developments. Recently, um, these have propelled our world forward. And one interesting place that that is, is in the treatment of PLP. So the newest therapies involve virtual and augmented reality. Um, Wake et al. used a sample of upper extremity amputees to engage in a virtual reality representation of their missing limb. Participants wore a glove on their remaining limb to transmit the data to the virtual missing limb, and then participants would reach for an object and grab or make contact with it. This was then paired with audio that mimicked picking up an object, for example, like the noise of picking up a glass from a table. Overall, 80% of the participants in this experiment reported reduced pain intensity. Another set of researchers, Asumi et al., used a really similar technique, but in this experiment, participants did not wear a glove to transmit data from the remaining limb to the virtual reality. Instead, they used a virtual reality headset, similar to an Oculus, to represent the missing extremity by using the visual data collected from the intact limb. And then participants engaged in similar tasks, reaching for and picking up objects. And after a 10-minute only session, participants reported an average of 48% pain reduction. All right, everyone. Thanks so much for listening, but we are about out of time. If you would like to know more about phantom limb pain, I highly recommend listening to the Medical Mysteries podcast on the subject, which can be found on Spotify.